<laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, my friend. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. Did you, uh, you know what today is? Today is the 24th of May. Well, no, no, no. And yes, it is. Oh, I understand. I understand. In yes. podcast land. Do you know what it is in podcast land? Today is a very special day. I believe it is the one year anniversary yes. of the B-roll. I mean, Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. June 17th in podcast land. One year ago today, we released our first episode on the wonderful film 3022 fantastic for anyone who has uh who's tuning in for the first time this isn't the best podcast episode for y'all to listen to go back a few episodes pick out a movie you think is interesting um what's a movie they should go listen to old guard old guard that's a good one go listen to the old guard it runs a little long yes because that's when we were still doing plot breakdowns prospect prospect's another good one yep you know what Start with Singularity. Yeah. All right. If you can get through Singularity with us, then you're in it for the long haul, baby. And then come back eventually and, and check out this retrospective episode. Before we start talking about the podcast and anything ab- about the podcast and whatever else that you have to add, Christopher. Yes, I see your, I see your shirt. So some, something we're doing different today is we're actually staring at each other through the power <laughs> of Discord. So I'd like to propose a toast mm-hmm. to you, my friend. The one year anniversary is this is how you clink virtually clink clink sound effects enter here. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> why did I do that? I don't know. Why did you let me talk you into this? <laughs> well, this I horrible. also got another beverage. Ah, uh, very good. Oh, disgusting, but very good. Good for you. I also have a beverage. It's called water because you have to stay hydrated, kids. I also also have water. I've got like. Normally when we record, I've got like four drinks. I really I usually do. have like multiple bottles of water is what I have because I talk so much. I'm just constantly like every time I stop talking and you start talking, I'm having to edit out me gulping water down. Yeah, I don't I don't know how much this is. But that looks I mean, like a 32 ouncer. Looks like a 32 ouncer. I drink, ouncer. I yeah, drink, I drink two of these per pod. Oh, usually. wow. Yeah. See, I have I have this thing, which is more than 32. Because I have a 32 or that's smaller. And then I have two large life water bottles that mm-hmm. I just refill. So they're 33.8 ounces. Yeah. Anyways, at the end of every episode where we ask you guys to stay hydrated, just know that we are also staying hydrated. Yeah. <laughs> Practice For what sure. you preach, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Be the change that you Be the change. Be. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't I thought we've talked about it before kind of anecdotally in, in previous episodes, but I thought I would start by asking you to, to tell the people, and I'm going to give color commentary, how this whole thing started. What made this happen? Whose idea was this? What is the genesis of the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast? Which we haven't even said the name of yet. This is the Sci-Fi yeah. Wise Guys podcast. <laughs> yeah. You knew that because yeah. you had to click on it from somewhere. Hey. Every podcast introduced uh, themselves <laughs> after you clicked on their title and then an episode. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, but why do movies have titles? You know? Well, to advertise, but why but they don't. No, no. But why do they have a title? Oh, they have a title, but not always. Yeah. They don't always do. That, that's fair. Um, I don't. I think, well, there's some pretty famous ones that don't. <laughs> the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast, and, and this is this is an actual true story. At no point am I making this up. <laughs> I texted Anthony. While I was walking my my dog Dex, 
it was 2020. I, I want to say it was around, it was late May. Early May. Hey, was it? Okay. Yeah, I don't it was early exactly May. Where. But I, I said, uh, hey, man, <laughs> do you want to record a podcast? Like, that's that's all the text was. Like, I hadn't seen you in a long time. You had you had just been, you had just left your job. No, not yet. Oh, re- oh okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, 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 not yet. Um, I hadn't quite left my job. That's why I know it was early May. Yeah. Okay. So, like, we couldn't do, we couldn't see each other because of the pandemic. Yeah. And so I was like, this is a way for us because we, you know, I, I, I had just spent all of 2019 preparing to get married, which um, I'm, I'm looking directly at the camera. Uh, <laughs> no one's, no one else is watching. Don't have a wedding. Don't yeah. just get married. Take all that money that you're going to spend on a caterer, on uh, decorations, on your outfit, flowers, everything. Take that money, put it in your pocket, and have a baller vacation. That's all I'm going to tell you. For the for the listeners out there who are thinking about getting married, don't have a wedding. Would your wife agree with that advice? Now, maybe. <laughs> we've, we've talked about it. It's just like... And we, we make a joke all the time, you know, next time that we get married, <laughs> we're just we're just going to elope, right? So uh, I texted you, I said, hey, man, you want to start a podcast? And you were like, really? Why? And I was like, well, you know, just it'd be kind of fun. I already have a title in mind. I already have a theme of what we should do. And I pitched it to you. And I think it took you about an hour to respond. And you were like, yes. <laughs> and then you asked me a couple questions. And then we didn't nail down a movie. We didn't have anything that we were prepared to watch. And then we watched yeah. it. So, so, and then I picked out our first film, mm-hmm. the illustrious John Suits <laughs> masterpiece, Thirty Twenty Two. I picked that film out because you were like, "Hey, what movie should we watch?" And I, I had just watched that movie because uh, what's what's the actor's name is in it from House Omar Epps. Omar Epps, oh. yes. And I was like, "Oh, I'll watch this on Netflix." And then it was horrendous, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I don't know if it's in my bottom five movies. Well, it was for a very long time, but we found some real, real bad ones. It's actually my last. It was yeah. my last cut. Is it? it was my. It was, it's number six on my list. Oh, nice. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to. I was like, all right, if I'm going to do this, so it took me an hour to respond to you because I was sitting there thinking, okay, do I want to do this? I've never even thought about having a podcast before. It's not something that ever crossed my mind to really make all of our podcasts. Well, we've made some, I want to say friends, but we've made some, some, we're friendly acquaintances with some other podcast people messaging back and forth, podcasters, I guess, or whatever. So just, I'm going to risk upsetting them by saying that I don't even like podcasts. I don't listen to (laughs) podcasts most of the time. I listen to podcasts now because other people are doing similar things and I'm kind of in the space and I, I, I can, I can enjoy them. It's just not, it's never been like the thing I go do, but I was like, I had made it a, uh, a New Year's resolution. I don't think I've ever told you this. I made it a New Year's resolution to to just put myself out there and get out of my comfort zone and do something new and different. I think you did. Yeah. Did I say that? But did I say that you, about the podcast or were we? No. Right you, you told me. You told me you were just like at some point you were like yeah I, I just had to do something different. Yeah. I think that's what you told me. You didn't tell me that it was a New Year's resolution, but you told me you had to. Do something I say different. New Year's resolution. It was just you, you know you make a decision. You make a decision. But yeah, that's how we chose the first episode. I didn't know if I was ever going to do it again, and <laughs> neither of us had done really done any audio editing ever, so it took me like 14 hours to edit that first episode, and then we kept doing it. Yeah. The plan originally was just to watch sci-fi movies. We didn't have a straight-to-stream yeah. shtick nope. until... Uh, so 
we made all these plans to start recording and then I got let go because of, because of the COVID pandemic. And I pushed us back a day because I was like, hey, I need a day to like process everything. We couldn't go to the theater. I wasn't mm-hmm. about to spend money while I was on unemployment uh, for the first four or five months of our, our podcast. So we just started watching stuff on Netflix and Amazon Prime. And then it just kind of became the thing. Yeah. And we kind of broke that rule with some of the television, but whatever, it's our podcast. We'll break the rules. <laughs> so where the did pod, you... The podcast police going to come get us? Is that what's up? Yeah. Yeah. They're going to call us out. <laughs> Apple is going to knock on our doors. Uh, you can't call this a podcast. Uh, Excuse me, sir. <laughs> so what, what gave you the idea of doing a podcast? Like why, why podcast? Well... You said earlier that you don't really, you didn't like them podcasts at first. I, well, I'm just not I into on, it. It's not, it's not that I hate yeah. them or anything. Yeah. No, I just, I just, you just wasn't your jam. Right, right. For me, I used to drive a lot for my job, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like I would, I would drive across Texas constantly, and at some point, you just, I don't know about a lot of other people. I just get really tired of music. I can only handle so much. And I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, a mutual friend, and he said, "Hey, you know." uh, have you ever thought about listening to podcasts? And I was like, no. So he turned me on to a podcast called The Adventure Zone. I'm going to go ahead and plug them on our show. The McElroy brothers, my brother, my brother, and me. Oh, yeah. Okay. A D&D thing with their dad called The Adventure Zone, which I think has been rebranded a few times. But uh, it's just them playing D&D. None of them had ever played. And so I just started listening to it. I was driving across Texas. I listened to a couple episodes. Like, Man, it's a lot of fun. And then I spent the next four years trying to get someone else to record a podcast. <laughs> and I just like, I just couldn't get anyone else to do it. Why did um, you never ask me for four years? I don't know. I can't I'm calling you. you out right now in front of <laughs> me, you, the listeners, Discord. What the heck, man? I don't I can't tell you. Yeah. So you, you just, you eventually were like, oh, pff, Waffle, I'll ask him. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot about him. Only known him for over 22 years or something. That's fair. I mean, and I say I spent four years. It would just come up. You know, sure. just be like, man, we should we should start a podcast. You're like, yeah, uh, uh, no, that isn't like for I think for the most part, it's just people scared of not I guess not rejection, but just having people say bad things about them, which I've spent my entire life. People tell saying bad things about me. So, yeah, uh, well, some random people on the Internet like saying, oh, your podcast is terrible. It's not going to bother me. Whatever you got to say, it's really not going to affect me. But don't worry. Everyone out there who wants to tell Chris <laughs> that his podcast is terrible. I'm already doing that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then, like I said, one day I was like, hey, man, let's start a podcast. So, so I found the I found the message I've been looking for this mm-hmm. whole time. You actually sent it to me on Discord. So it took me a minute to find. And it was okay. May, it was uh, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. You said, bro. <laughs> Quote. So, so you said, bro, when one message, very next message, you want a pod? And I replied, what? <laughs> and you said, you want a podcast? I said, like, you're going to give it to me? That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> And then we started talking about it. You started talking about, hey, we'll wa- we'll watch a movie, play a game, read a book. Then we'll talk about it and make a few uh, jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you cut a word. Yeah, I absolutely I d- know you cut a word. I'm I not did. even looking at the message. I, I did cut, cut a word. A word yes, I did. <laughs> Anyways, and it went from there. So yeah, all true. 100% true. Awesome, man. So we've talked about our process before. 
you know, I picked out that first movie because it is something I had just recently seen and I felt like getting a different opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> and we've kind of gotten to that cadence of kind of going back and forth with the movies. Uh, we ended up doing a TV show kind of early on. I think we recorded 10 or 11 episodes before we released anything. I think so. And it's not because we were trying to get like a bunch of them ready. It was more like trying to learn how to edit it, trying to learn how to actually <laughs> release it. But we just kept recording content at the same time. We were recording three or four times a week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I was home. Yep. And, you know, I couldn't go anywhere. I, I was home uh, all day. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it was like, it, we would just spend all day messaging each other. Like, let's watch this. Let's, let's yes. watch this. How about, hey, you watch this. So, yes, and, yes. and now that process has slightly changed to where now I, and I've said it before, I just bombard you with yes, suggestions. You and I think it's mostly because my my time is different in terms of what I can do with it. Mm -hmm. So I was just saying, I'm always on the lookout for new stuff. Oh, yeah. So I've just always, you know. I did change our name early on, pretty early on. In fact, looking back at some of the, the content, we re-recorded intros and outros for the first like four or five episodes, switching our name from Sci-Fi Wise Guys to B-Roll Podcast because we were doing B-movies. I thought it was a clever name and a quick internet search didn't find another podcast named B-Roll. Well, guess who's bad at Googling this guy? <laughs> there's like Google four of them. <laughs> well, the problem was that I was using Google. Hmm. I binged it later and there they all were. So we ended up changing our name. Episode, what What episode number was that? Pulling it up. Was it, was it in Feb? I think it was in Feb. Uh, I think it was in, no, it was March 1st. Cyborg X, episode 52, we officially changed our name back to the Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Let me say, I I, uh, I love that name. Good good name, Chris. I'm very sorry for messing it up. It was 2020, man. I, you know, I just, <laughs> I was just letting it get to me. All right. So that's a little bit of the, the history y'all didn't care about and never wanted to know about the Sci-Fi Wise Guys podcast. So uh, we went through and we ranked all of the episodes. Not, I, I take that back. I didn't actually rank the episodes. I ranked the movie or the TV show that we watched because all the episodes are S tier good for the most part. There's a few A's in there and one B that I can think of. One episode I actually don't like, but we went through and ranked everything. I've got a whole bunch of awards to give out, about 15 of them to various people or movies or what have you. What do you got? I have the six categories that I sent you. I lied. I did not rank all of them. Oh, uh, so I started I, I started to do it on Friday and I was like, I'm not going to do this. He told me you were doing uh, it. I was like, oh, no, no, I've got to. So I went and did it because I thought you were doing it. I fretted over liar. it. I went over it several times. Today, Fair I was enough. moving things around on my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> uh, but then I have your one, two, three, four. I could just. Uh, you got several your, categories of awards. I came your, up with nine, some, your nine awards that you sent me yesterday. I came up with uh, six more. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. Yours. Yeah, you, you can always chime in. And like everything yeah. else, this is a this is a back and forth. Throw them at me, and I will. Yeah, get it on the spot. So, all right. So let's. So, do you want to talk about the best or our favorite? I should say movies and television shows first, or our our least favorite or the worst? So, Which where do you want to start? I'm going to start with the best things that I think we have watched. Okay, I've separated my best things between movies and TV shows. Okay, and this this is in no particular order. Oh, okay. Umbrella Academy, The Old Guard, Code 8, Lower Decks, and Prospect. I think those are the, they may not be the best things, like the best movie or the best TV show, but in my opinion, but I, I think those best represent straight to stream uh, or the B-movie aesthetic for the most part. I, I, I think they're, they're, all, uh, they're all overachievers. Mm -hmm. They all punch above their weight class. And with the, excuse me. 
And with the exception of Lower Decks, all of them pretty much are independent films things. Yeah. Because The Old Guard and Umbrella Academy are on Netflix, which at this point is a major player in the industry. Yeah, yeah. But they're just, they're not big time Hollywood, Marvel, DC, Disney, huge productions. And then Lower Decks obviously is a Star Trek show backed by CBS Paramount. Yes, yes. Okay. My top five... Is, is got some some similarities, some things that are different. I, I have it broken out, and I'm not going to try to combine them because I think they're two different mediums, and I'm not going to do it. So I'm going to give you my top five movies. Start, and these are in order because I gave it a lot more thought than you did. Uh, so I got number one, Willie's Wonderland. <laughs> uh, the only film that we watched this year that I watched this movie, and before the credits were done, I pre-ordered the Blu-ray on Amazon. Uh, number two, kind of cheating, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Probably the most not B-movie on this entire list. How much money and production value went into that. Uh, Number three is The Old Guard. I think we have that in common. Uh, Then Mythica 3. And then Boss Level. Okay. I actually, I have a category that's just best movies. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, well, okay. Those are my best movies. We saw where it kind of overlapped there. Just to quickly give you my best television shows, I think an Umbrella Academy, which... Honestly, I think I'd put Umbrella. I don't, I don't know whether I'd put Umbrella Academy above Willy's Wonderland or not. It was really difficult. And then Lower Decks. And then the Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Into the Night. Okay. So those are those are kind of my top. I didn't feel like combining them. Sorry, I gave a lot more there. That's right. What were your top movies? In order. Yes. Snyder Cut, Mythica, The Necromancer, Prospect, Code 8, Shadow of the Moon. Shadow of the Moon, really? Mm-hmm. Let me let me tell you where those land on my list. You already know kind of. So your number one was Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's my number two. Mythica the Necromancer is my number four. Code 8 is my number eight. <laughs> Prospect is my number 14. And then in Shadow of the Mood is number 30. Fair enough. <laughs> and just to give a sneak peek at some stats I pulled, uh, we have 82 episodes released, not including this one. That includes all bonus episodes, every episode, covering 49 different movies. So that just that's a little bit of a difference there in, uh, in the shadow of the moon, for sure. In my, my best series yeah. are, in order, Lower Decks, Umbrella Academy, Charmed, Ragnarok, and Age of the Living Dead. All right. So I already mentioned Lower Decks and uh, Umbrella Academy. I did put Umbrella Academy above Lower Decks, but that could be because it has two seasons out. It does a lot more. Really enjoyed it. Charmed is number eight on my list. It's actually right there with Code 8. I really, really liked Charmed. I actually, I think it's probably the best pilot we saw. Spoilers for later when we're giving out awards. But I just, I had to rank it a little bit lower. I I couldn't rank, really my top TV shows all include shows where I watched multiple episodes or entire seasons. Um, Not because we were doing it for the pod, but because I wanted to. Uh, Age of the Living Dead, I have actually tied with Prospect down at number 14. Uh, and Ragnarok, I have down at number 17. Uh, and just to give a little insight there, so number we, we had 49 movies we watched and 22 TV episodes. Mm. I will say, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I felt that overall, television, when we were doing pilot episodes or even whole seasons, that was more likely to be good versus when we were watching a movie. Like the percentage of good television shows is ho- much higher than the percentage of good movies, which I think we've mentioned yeah. before. I think it I think mostly it has to do with budgets. And if you have the budget for a TV show, then you you've passed some hurdles already. 
while yeah. anyone with $20,000 can make some crappy B-movie in the desert of Italy, you know, with some wrestlers that no one's heard of. <laughs> oh, no. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that neither of us had the order. It's close. It's very, very close. It's like, it's literally the number six on my list. (laughs) Yeah, I I put Ragnarok and Age of the Living Dead over it. Mainly just, I thought it was a great, The Order is a great pilot. Season one of The Order is a fantastic show. It is. Unfortunately, I watched season two. I think it's good, but I think watching season two is actually what knocked it down Mm. below into the night for me. Okay, I was going to say, the problem is, is that Ragnarok's pilot and Age of the Living Dead's pilots are just better. <laughs> See, I just Age of the Living Dead had that whole chosen one young adult thing going for it, and, and I think the Ragnarok Messiah might. Yeah, God bless. <laughs> Ragnarok might be the episode where we disagreed the most, more than Alien Warfare. Well, so I think that, I, I think, think that's the one that almost caused us to split up. No, I don't think we even came close. <laughs> I think Alien Warfare we agreed like we had all the same ideas and came to different results if that makes mm. sense okay while with ragnarok i think we actually just disagreed like on all some of the <laughs> finer points like the things you hated about alien earth or <laughs> alien earth but alien warfare were things that i thought made it a great b movie it was dumb it was stupid but i knew what it was wait we're not here to argue that again but uh, that is interesting. What are your worst? Give me. I don't even think we need to do bottom five. Let's just do bottom three movies. Oh, or do you want to do uh, bottom five? Well, Let's do it. Let's do bottom well, five. Well, I ha- I just have worst things that we've watched. Mm. What is the worst movie we've watched? Give it to me. Io. Ooh, Io. Barely in my bottom five. Mainly because boring. So in order, I have. Well, not this is in no particular order. Io, Angels Fallen, Singularity, Artemis Fowl, and The Beyond. I have no shows in any of them, mainly in my bottom five, only because what we talked about earlier. Even the worst show is probably better than the worst movie that we watched. And the reason why Io takes the top spot is because it was this big, ambitious sci fi epic that was trying to tell this story about Earth post humanity and how. I don't even remember if Earth or if humans were necessarily the problem with Io. Um, like if yeah. we were the reason why no. it was a problem. Um, it was just the atmosphere was becoming. But it has the worst performance of any actor I think that we've seen. Anthony Mackie is just an absolutely terrible actor in that movie. Yes. And the yeah. problem is his co-star doesn't do anything to lift him out of mediocrity. And because of that, because of how epic it is and how grand in scale and how it's trying to be this artsy like. It's trying to change me, and it absolutely failed miserably. Okay. And I, but, but as Artemis Fowl is just foul. The, <laughs> get to make that bad. joke again. The singularity, we've made all the singularity jokes we need to make. <laughs> uh, Angels Fallen is the baseline. Like when we are looking at movies for the listeners at home, when we are looking at movies, it's like, what's the, I'm trying to think of like the term, it's the break point. Like, <laughs> If it's worse than Angels Fallen, test. yeah, the, yeah. If it's worse than Angels Fallen, we're not going to watch it. That's, but we <laughs> have watched a few, it, several yeah. things worse than Angels yeah. Fallen. So here, my bottom five, in order from number five to number one, one being the worst spot: Io, Singularity, Prometheus Trap, Ooh. The Beyond, and Kingdom of Gladiators. Okay. So you you talked about how t- television just didn't get in your bottom, but what about Continuum? 
<laughs> like I'm, I'm being honest, my yeah. on my television list, it was fairly difficult. It was a little easier because there's less of them. But really, I don't think they get. I don't look at this and think, oh, this is bad. Like I have Ragnarok is really my turning point. Like it's a well-made thing. I just didn't care for it myself. Right. And then I have Warrior Nun, Transformers War for Cybertron, Away, The One, and Continuum, kind of filling out that bottom. Like, none are bad. I just didn't care for them. They weren't for me until you get to Continuum, which is garbage. Absolute garbage. It was, That's fair. So I, I don't know. I, I disagree with you there. But what? how many movies did you mark below Angels Fallen? Or is it in your bottom five? I've already forgotten. It was number two. It was number two? It was number two. I didn't even have it in my bottom five. <laughs> <laughs> my next category is most fun I had recording. Oh, okay. This in no way reflects the quality of whatever it is that we watched. This is literally just, I had the, I had the most fun doing this. Again, in no particular order. Cyborg X. Mm-hmm. Freaks, You're One of Us. Iron Mask. Kingdom of Gladiators. And The Recall. Okay, okay. Yeah, I would have to agree with that list. I'm, I'm thinking about it. Cyborg X was a lot of fun to record. Just a lot. I had a lot of fun coming up with those names for Danny Trejo. They just they were just coming naturally as I was watching the movie. The Recall was a lot of fun to record. Kingdom of Gladiators was fun to record because of how just odd it was. It was I think it was our first because we I I constantly wonder. We watched 3022 first. Neither of us liked it. We have a lot. We can go listen to that episode. We're remastering that episode today. It'll be on our Patreon for you to listen to because, you know, as I mentioned before, we didn't know what we were doing. So we're re-editing it. Maybe new content, maybe not. I wonder if we would consider it a bad movie if we watched it after some of these other films. Mm. Like we didn't have, like we as we go through the podcast, we've gone through this last year, our perspectives have changed quite a bit. At least mine has. I feel like I feel like both of ours has. But speaking for myself, I know my perspective has changed quite a bit because I like I enjoyed Prospect. But a year and a half ago, I would not have enjoyed Prospect. I don't know if I could appreciate it as much as I do. I get what you're saying. Uh huh. I understand. I'm on board. It's still a sh- it's a terrible movie. It's a terrible. It is. It is a terrible <laughs> it's a, movie. It's, it's a terrible movie. And I had a lot of fun recording the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's there's probably cut content of us talking about the wrestling, like, and how there's like, there's like a, there's a weird sex scene in it that makes no sense. It's like, <laughs> and one of the actresses may or may not have done softcore porn. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there's no may or may not. That may have happened. <laughs> that did happen. Allegedly. So one thing I really appreciate about Kingdom of Gladiators, that I feel a lot of other movies could could actually or movie creators could look at that and and take it as a uh, as a good thing, something to to learn from or something to incorporate in their own movie making process is they had great sets, right? Because they used actual old castles. They used what they had around them. They used reenactors as extras. So they immediately had people who had costumes, who had the you knew what was what was going on. Now, I mean, their principal actors being wrestlers, isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was in this case, uh, some of their, <laughs> the king only having that, that one credit or whatever. So there's some bad things, but I think just using the resources around you, because how many movies have we watched where we're like, that costs them how much money? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And a lot of it's just because they're overdoing yeah. the CGI and we, we, we have rants, multiple rants recorded about just use practical effects. It's cheaper and it'll look better. Like low budget practical effects look infinitely better than low budget CGI. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. Or at least in terms of like when we're watching Breach. Mm, yeah. Starmageddon. <laughs> Starmageddon. One of my more clever titles. I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. That wasn't a spaceship. And I know it wasn't a spaceship because spaceships aren't real and how they were using it. But that was just like an office building with just a lot of blue light. Right. <laughs> like a lot of blue lights, a lot of like a couple smoke machines that they bought at Hot Topic. <laughs> uh, I just, come on. Uh, they found uh, Hot Topic. You mean a Spencer's Gifts? Oh yes, yeah. There you, you go. <laughs> oh, on the flip, on the flip side, I made. I've already said Continuum is the worst television show we watched, but the spaceship looked good from the inside. Like I know it was a hallway with some doors, but they were labeled. They did some extra things. Mm-hmm. The windows looked like they went out into space. Like they worked their props to try to get it, and then they go out yeah. into space, and it's just cartoon CGI. Well, I mean, it, the sets alone are the reason why it's not in my worst things that I think we've watched. No, I, I'll take that. So. I'll take that. What was your favorite spaceship? My favorite, sp- ooh, whatever ship was in Another Life. Another Life? Okay, that's a good yeah. ship. Because I, I think we talked about how when we're watching like Star Trek or Star Wars, we're watching spaceships that have been in, like spaceships from civilizations that have been in space for a long time. And so there's really no point of reference for us to really get what that's supposed to look like. I don't know who the designer of the original NX-1 enterprise was but that doesn't look like a spaceship that we would fly today right where in another life that looks like a spaceship that we would have very minimalist to a fault i mean i guess maybe the one from shadow of the moon would be pretty good but that's still pretty advanced technology that's my number one actually would be in shadow of the moon yeah okay i was i was actually torn between those same two i just i would flip it i really and i think part of it's probably because the effects in well, part of it's because in Another Life, she has a rusty old wrench and a basement or something on the spaceship. <laughs> and then no, it was kills a, a dude. It was, a, was it a spanner or a drill of some sort? No, it was, yeah, it was a hand-cranked like wood drill. But she has a hologram yeah. walking around that you can't tell the difference between it and a normal person, but she's got a hand-cranked drill. But I really liked the effects in, in the Midnight Sky with the the ship kind of getting dented from you seen it from the inside and it was really really cool really really awesome midnight sky midnight sky is that what i said i think so i thought it was in the shadow of the moon. no not in the shadow of the moon in the shadow of the moon is the one where every seven years some lady shows up and kills people oh 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 did you mess no, up your top no, five no no no. i just said the wrong oh. name on the spaceship oh. on the spaceship yeah midnight sky midnight, midnight sky. sky there you go yeah, Actually, yeah. there were a few, when I was trying to make this list, there were a few movies I just sat there and stared at the name going, I don't know if I ever watched this film, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and The Shadow of the Moon was one of them. I was like, what is, what is this? And only, talk nah. about forgettable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I have, oh, I have some awards I want to give out to these movies. Well, hold, Year I, one movies. I have one, I got one more category. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more category. You got one more category. Hidden Gems. Oh, yeah. I have an award for biggest surprise or biggest hidden gem. What are your what are your top hidden gems? Hidden gems in order. Oh, okay. Mythica, a quest for heroes. Sure. Prospect. You won't like this one. Prometheus Trap. <laughs> <laughs> Virtual Revolution and Pandemic. And I, and I'll defend Prometheus Trap now as I did then for a, a super low budget. I feel like as an art art uh, art school film. Like, I really do, like, or a, a, a film school movie. Yeah. Sound mixing aside, everything about that movie was pretty good. But, it, like, the, some of the actors' performances, whatever, but just the fact that they were made, they were able to make something more believable in terms of the ship, 
of the costuming, sure. like for the money that they had. I got to give a shout out to Prometheus Trap. I think it was ambitious for the budget that they had. But Mythica Quest for Heroes is the absolute number one spot on the hidden gems. Okay. Because it, I think had we never watched that movie, we probably wouldn't con- we wouldn't have continued on the podcast. That's true. I can see that. Yeah. It was our second or third thing we watched. Yeah. Second was the second thing we watched. Well, I think it was the second thing we watched, the third thing that we released. It's our third episode. I don't recall. My number one hidden gem and the first award I have is for biggest surprise or biggest hidden gem is Virtual Revolution. And and mm-hmm. I would give Mythica my runner-up award. The reason I think Virtual Revolution kind of kind of edges it out, and we talk about it on that episode, is the marketing, the the cover, the posters for Virtual Revolution make it look like yeah. garbage. And so I'm already expecting singularity level of bad. And for it to be a good movie with good action and very interesting ideas, it really, I think that's why it was my biggest, okay. my biggest surprise or biggest hidden gem. While Mythica, I was surprised it was good, especially, I was expecting us to just only watch bad movies at that point, I think. <laughs> but it, you got what, you, what was advertised, right? There was no yeah. almost bait and switch, if you will. My biggest surprise, Jim, is actually Ninjack versus the Valiant Universe. Because <laughs> when I first suggested it, I was like, hey, I found this movie that is literally just a collection of web shorts. Nice. We should watch it. Yeah. Well, that was a pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. Best sci-fi adjacent film. My winner. Yeah. Code 8. Oh, okay. Okay. So My award for best sci-fi adjacent film would have to go to bright okay which i but code eight's a great a great choice if i know i don't think we prepared for but would you say that code eight's the best superhero movie or show that we watched or super powered people style movie it's probably the best movie it may not be the best show oh yeah umbrella academy Uh, probably edges it out yeah Yeah. well I, i was gonna say i think foss is Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably better as a show. Oh, sure. Then, sure. I love Umbrella Academy, yeah, but I think Foss is just a little better. I really, it, it was really hard for me to say Bright instead of going with one of the Mythicas, mostly because I think at that point I have to choose a Mythica, and I'd be, I'd be a little torn <laughs> between uh, the the first and the third one. First one because it really right. sets up everything, and the third one because I, I do think they get incrementally better as they go. The next one that you sent me was biggest disappointment. Yes, my biggest disappointment was Project Power. Dang it. I had high hopes. Oh, you're going to have the same one. I had high hopes for that movie. They, with the actors, with the with the the trailer, it, it should have been better than it was. I was just let down. No, mine was Wonder Woman 1984. I was hoping we'd have the same uh, one. <laughs> Wonder Woman 1984 was uh, my runner-up, but okay. I think I was m- more excited about Project Power than I was uh, Wonder Woman 1984, mostly because I, looking at the trailers for Dub Dub 84, I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to disappoint so fair enough the next category is best pilot episode what do you got umbrella academy really best pilot okay Mm -hmm. okay i I did charmed i think that charmed is one of the few actual pilots we watched i don't think umbrella academy has a pilot it just has a first episode that's i mean that's true like in the truest sense of the word since Charmed is, I think, the only one that we actually watched that was on network television at any point. Yeah. I guess based on a technicality, you might be right. <laughs> well, when I talk about pilot episode, I'm thinking it has to introduce the characters, the bad guys, give everyone's yeah. motivation, show, not tell who people are, um, which a lot of pilots love to just throw exposition at people. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought Charm did really, I thought it did a really, really good job. Now, Umbrella Academy is great. There's a reason it's on the top of my, my television list. Other good pilots. I think that Rugal had a great pilot. Rugal is pretty good. Pilot. Yeah. A lot of plot holes in Rugal though. Yeah. A lot but, of plot yeah. holes. But it had a good pilot. Cursed had a good pilot. Ragnarok's pilot was great. Um, even if I didn't care for the show overall. <laughs> Did you actually finish Ragnarok? No, man. No. Okay. I'm sorry. There's so much we've watched that I've not been able to finish. I'll watch two or three more episodes, sometimes even before we record, and then it just falls off because I got to watch the next thing. That's fair. All right. The next thing we had was best cast. Who is your award for best cast go to? So the way I did this is I, I literally... I, and I'm not being subjective, or I'm I'm being completely objective. Uh, sure, there is no sure. there is no bias. No, I'm being serious. There's no bias in how I selected the cast winners. Okay, by the be- best cast and spoilers is going to be a worse cast here in a minute. Yes, Wandavision has the best cast out of anything I think that we watched. Like I'm I'm talking literally every single actor that was in Wandavision. I wouldn't replace a single one of them. And I know a lot of them are long-running members of the MCU, but there's brand new people that were introduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I, I literally would not have recasted a single person. And I, I don't think I can say that for many of the other things that we watched. Okay. So. You know, I, I will admit that when I was thinking about best cast, I was mostly thinking about movies. So I didn't consider WandaVision. Okay. But I, I'd have to agree with you that it, it's it's definitely worthy of the award. My best cast award goes to the old guard. It does have a person who moonlights as DJ Cosmonaut X. <laughs> I don't think that he moonlights. I think that's just another role. But yes, <laughs> DJ Cosmonaut X in the house. No, I think that for being a Charlize Theron-led movie, it did a great job of being an ensemble. Like, and I cared about every single character, and I believed in every single character, even the CIA CIA guy with a English accent. No, I, I really like. I don't think there were any weak links in that movie when it comes to the cast. That's fair. Okay. Yes, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Well, you so. have no choice but to agree with my opinion, <laughs> and that that it is my opinion. <laughs> What's our next category, Chris? Best actor. All right. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Best actor. I have a I have a winner and a close runner up. Okay. So my award for best actor goes to Nicolas Cage Ooh. as the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> in Willy's Wonderland. Doesn't say a word. Ad-libs his dances. Just pure physical acting. Fantastic. Nothing to not love about that movie. Uh, my okay. runner up is Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. As we talked about it before. I think he outshines almost everyone else in every scene <laughs> he's in because he's <laughs> such a believable. It's it just, he's got a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth in that character and he really brings it out. Yeah. Who do you got? Again, I was being completely objective. Sure you were. No, I'm dead serious. I know. My, my best actor is Pedro Pascal from Prospect. With a close second. I'm talking the closest. I'm talking the membrane of the cell wall close okay. is George Clooney is a second. Oh, yeah. It's cheating to put George Clooney on this list full of B-movie actors. But well, that that's why I didn't. That's why he didn't win. The of course, award. I did throw Nicolas Cage as mine. Yeah. So I guess I couldn't yeah. complain. No, but but Pedro Pascal's performance in Prospect, which I mean, he he pretty much watched every single episode of Firefly and then watched Serenity, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to do a better job of being Malcolm Reynolds 
<laughs> wow. Uh, there's our Firefly Flan demographic, uh, which is a lot of our age group, by the way. I'm just like, I'm just saying, like he, everything that, like when you watch Firefly and you listen to Malcolm Reynolds talk and you listen to like, not just what he says, but the way he says things, the way he carries himself, the way he builds every single shot that he's in. Pedro Pascal yeah. was like, I can do that and I can do it better. And that's no dig at Nathan Fillion because he's the original one. And the benefit of being able to, well, I'm just saying like the, the benefit of being able to watch someone else's performance and improve upon it. Like, uh, I'm just saying, no, I, like, don't, if, I don't disagree. If, if, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I will you say were, though, if you would just record the audio and you didn't, if you just had the audio and you just played them next to each other to someone who has never seen either of those intellectual properties, I would venture a guess to say they couldn't guess who was who. Wouldn't you say that Malcolm Reynolds is just derivative of Han Solo? <laughs> I'm not ready to. Have okay, that cool. We'll save that for another day. So I, I'm going to throw a uh, curveball at you. Uh, I'm going to go out of order here. Okay. Best director. Ooh. Okay. Who you got? Would it be out of order for me to say John Suits? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But go no, ahead and say what no, you want to say. There's a no, reason that John, John Suits, Suits is an emoji on our Discord channel. <laughs> Best director. <laughs> I don't know if I have one. I like since I wasn't prepared for you this. You don't have to have one. Let me tell you what mine is. Mine is okay. Zack Snyder. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Easy. It, it easy. was not easy even win. a contest. Zack yeah. Snyder's cut of Justice League is fantastic. And I, I'm fully prepared to admit that part of the reason it is so good is that we get to immediately compare it with a different version of the movie that is much worse. But we also saw him more recently with Army of the Dead. The problems with that film aside, it is very, very well shot. So not even a contest. I guess you could argue that maybe George Clooney could be considered in the running. Maybe. Nothing stood out to me about Midnight Sky as far as the directing goes. It, nothing bad, but, you know. Well-crafted, well-directed. Just I suppose. Not Justice League. Yeah, just <laughs> not, not four hours of... Wow. The next category that you gave me is worst actor. And I, I, I honestly, if, if we don't have the same one, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> go ahead. No, no, please. Please, you go first. I have Dan Shaken. <laughs> is that who you I have? I got Dan Shockhead. <laughs> <laughs> who plays Niall in Age of the Living Dead. Yeah. And he also gets the award for person who retweets and likes our episode release announcements <laughs> without actually listening to the podcast award. Oh, man. So for y'all- You trashed I, him. For y'all who don't know, when, in our Age of the Living Dead episode, I said that, I don't even know his name at the time, that I said that Dan, who played his character Nile, I said it was the single worst performance I had ever seen in anything. I don't know how far I actually went in the edited version for our podcast, but I'm pretty sure at some point I said that I'd seen junior high plays that had better actors. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. And I stand by those words. And I said that the only reason I would even entertain watching another episode of Age of the Living Dead is because he gets killed off in the pilot. <laughs> About a month after that episode released, month or two, on Twitter, he went, I don't know if it's him. I imagine it is him. I don't think he's big enough to have a person who runs his Twitter, but maybe. Like a, a publicist. Yeah, but they liked and retweeted our announcement episode, our announcement for that episode, <laughs> which I appreciate if y'all all would do. Thank you. At Sci-Fi Wise Guys uh, on Twitter and on Instagram. 
but uh, I have a feeling he didn't actually listen to the episode. Actually, you know what? I part of me really hopes he did, and it's just like, yeah, I phoned it in. You know, yeah, like yeah, Patreon, yeah something. <laughs> but yes, absolute worst performance. I would say not even just on that singular thing, because you talked earlier about Anthony Mackie having a poor performance in IO, but I know he's a better actor than that. Dan, Sh- yeah. I'm, 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 I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the last name. Shuckhead, you're trash. I, I prefer, sh- I prefer shaked. shaked. Uh, yeah, but that, that's, you know, <laughs> try to pronounce people's names correctly. I know I yeah. messed it up a lot, but I'm trying. Okay, worst cast. So not just a single person, but overall, what is the, what is the worst cast out of any movie or television show? It's my first tie. And uh, and I'm not going to back down from that. Okay. In no particular order in this tie, Kingdom of Gladiators and Angels Fallen win the award. I, I, I literally could not decide. I spent about 20 minutes in the backyard on my lunch break staring at this award, and I could not pick a winner. We have friend of the podcast, Nicola Posner, who has... Uh, so far has been in more things that we have watched than anyone else. And a lot of that was unintentional. Like we didn't go out. The only thing we went out and looked for to watch that she was in was age of the living dead. And to a lesser extent, the mythica movies. Um, well, yeah, we watched mythica. We watched the other mythica movies cause we watched the first one, not because she was in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, who yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah. Right. But she showed up in two other things. One of which was angels fallen. Um, and the other one was ninjack versus the valiant universe. But there's just a lot of bad performances in both of those movies. And, you know. Yeah. It, look. So I was Angels Fallen and Kingdom of Gladiators? In a one-two child. Look, there's a lot to be said about wrestling. Yeah. Is acting. Oh, absolutely. Like prof- professional wrestling entertainment involves not just physical mastery of your body. Because even the people who appear to be out of shape, just they're amazing athletes. And you have to act because it's not just a fight. If it was just a fight, I would just go watch boxing. I mean, not that I watch wrestling, but in the in the theoretical, those guys are not good actors, you know? Yeah. One of them retweeted us, and that was cool. And then we had another actor in Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe who was okay. But, I mean, there's The Rock, great actor. John Cena, if you just subtract the Marine from his filmography, he's done a pretty good job in everything else that he's done. <laughs> <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sure. A little stiff, but it well, in yeah. the, um, the whole nine yards. He's a yeah, he's a fantastic part of the whole nine yards. But those are my those are my winners. <laughs> the winners in the looseless <laughs> of senses. Uh, my worst cast is Cyborg X. Ooh, okay. I would replace every single one of them, and it, some of them have been in other films we've watched. So a lot of them, it's the same production company that does the Mythica movie, so they're the same stable of actors would that be the right right term troop i don't know yeah stable i think yeah and so it's just none of them were right for any of those roles and then you have danny trejo showing up for a day danny (laughs) danny machine gun trejo danny i showed up for one day of film thanks for the million dollars utah's (laughs) awesome uh (laughs) bye (laughs) wow yeah, I just, I, I didn't even, like, Angels Fallen, I don't even know who you would replace those characters or those actors with because the movie doesn't deserve to be made. I said it. Uh, and Kingdom of Gladiators didn't have actors in it, so I don't know, you know, <laughs> what you're doing. All right, so that's worst cast. So our next category, almost done with our normal categories for I have some special awards, is best music and or sound. My number one, I, I actually have a tie. 
because and I kind of came at this from two different angles. My tie is between Star Trek Lower Decks and Boss Level for two very different reasons. Lower Decks had to capture the feel of 90s Star Trek with still having original music. And it had to have the the ambient noise that you hear in Star Trek Next Generation or Deep Space Nine, Voyager. And I think that they did a fantastic job. Like the sound design, the sound effects are, they feel up to date, but they're definitely, it's just the, the mo- it's the perfect homage. If you hate Lower Decks because you're stuck up and Star Trek peaked in 1997 and it's never been good since and everything since then is not Star Trek, you can still watch Lower Decks and say, yes, the sound design is superb. I mean, you're wrong about everything else, but you'll have to admit and agree to this. And then Boss Level just has an amazing soundtrack. Anytime you're going to put Boston on your soundtrack, I'm going to throw you in my award list. That's how you cheat and get to the top. Okay. Done. What about you? Who I want to win this award is Willy's Wonderland. That's why I he want deserves to it. win this award. But then they mess up at the end. <laughs> but I think my winner would be uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh, yes. Excellent soundtrack. Yeah. That would be my winner. Especially that first season. Definitely. Very, very good. All right. Or I have an award handout. Learn to edit your movie. <laughs> the, You're going to be surprised at my winner. Uh, I bet I won't. Prometheus Trap. Prometheus Trap. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a close runner-up of Star Trek First Frontier. I almost I felt yeah. bad putting that there since it's a fan film. But yeah, Prometheus Trap definitely wins the Learn to Edit Your Movie Award. What makes Prometheus Trap a, a movie that is nigh unwatchable is not only the sound design, which we we discussed it on the podcast. Go watch it. Uh, go watch the movie, and then go listen to us talk about <laughs> Don't it. Watch the movie. But the the fact that they decided to cast two actors that look almost identical and gave them the same haircut, and then put them in the same scenes together is problematic. And then what they did is they turned like when you're looking at the audio mix. I'm assuming there's a sound effects button. And then there's an audio, there's a, a, vocal, a vocal track. Yeah. There's a voice button. Yeah. And they, what they did is they, they took the sound effects volume and didn't touch it. And then they took the, the vocals and then turned it down. Well, they also panned it hard left, if I recall. All the voices yeah. were coming out of left speaker. So not only can I not hear what is happening, or the only way I can watch this movie is through subtitles. But the problem is, is the subtitles are awful. <laughs> there's misspellings, wrong words. They don't tell me who's talking, and there's multiple people talking in the same scene. Yes. Prometheus Trap is my Not only that, but for a Groundhog Day film, just reusing the same footage over and over again got so tedious. I think we mentioned it in the pod. Just have a second camera or, you know, just have a phone recording and put an overlay on it to make it look like like a security camera footage so that you could have something else to put in. You don't even have to buy another camera. You have one in your pocket. Yeah. yeah, no. So learn to edit your movie award definitely goes to Prometheus Trap. Uh, Star Trek First Frontier goes for my second only because of the sound. Just fix your sound, guy. If re-release it and I will put it at the, near the top of my list. Yeah, I, I couldn't put it on there only because it's a fan film. And I do feel a little harsh in that, so, but... Yeah. Well, it's funny that I put Prometheus Trap on learn to edit your movies and I think it's one of the, the better hidden gems. Yeah, uh, well, you know. <laughs> All right. Next category, best animated show. I think this is kind of a shoe in. Yeah. What did you have? Pacific Rim the Black. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
the, the kaiju messiah no, no it's um it's it's definitely star trek bar dicks. none yes this was a category didn't have a lot to choose from we had pacific rim the black with its kaiju messiah we had yasuke and we had transformers war for cybertron i think were our only other contenders mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. was the only comedy in that list the other ones were all action I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but obviously also CBS and Paramount versus Netflix and its partnership with various animation, anime animation studios. It's a little bit different. We didn't watch an animated movie, did we? Not in year one. They're coming. Okay. We watched Tom and Jerry, yeah, which I, is close, but not quite. Yeah. I was going to say Artemis Fowl because all the CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Artemis Fowl, I have a special award to give out. Okay. It's the biggest waste of money award. Ooh. Goes okay. to Artemis Fowl because of how much money they spent on that pile of garbage. So if anyone who doesn't know, Artemis Fowl's budget is $125 million. One, two, five. In 2020, or in 2019, when this movie was probably filmed and put together, that's not that much money. That's really not. I've, uh, I recorded an episode with Science Fiction Remnant, and we talked about the Wrath of Khan. And the Wrath of Khan had a $12 million budget, uh, a $12 million budget. So if we were to, ex- if we were to use inflation, so inflation, it comes out to like 33 or 34 million in this year, $33,208,787.56. And in that movie that I watched Wrath of Khan, the, the amount of money that they were able to get and then spend on effects that are not only practical, there are some CG effects. Yeah, I, I, will, I will not dispute this fact, but the fact that they made Rathacon with twelve million dollars in nineteen eighty-two money, and we get the garbage landfill, overflowing, disgusting Artemis Fowl for one hundred and twenty-five million. That's the best they could do. Yep. Yeah, it's garbage. You know how many things that we could solve with one hundred and twenty-five million? Uh, my housing issues instead of yeah. Artemis. Uh, yeah. I could definitely a use a lot of people's housing issues. You know, I'd be, I'd be willing to take forty, sixty cut on that one twenty-five, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> you you give me a million dollars, I solve a lot yeah, of problems. I'm good. I'm good for a while. <laughs> no, I'm not even talking about oh. my own. I'm talking about other people's I'm problems. About me, you give me I'm a million selfish. dollars. I'll, I'll make a lot of people happy for a million dollars. <laughs> oh yeah. So special award, Artemis so. Fowl, biggest waste of money. Yeah. Thanks. Keith. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, last legitimate-ish award, uh, best costume design. Okay, and yes, I I went in the Wikipedia page for the Golden Globes and the Oscars and looked up their award categories because I had no idea. <laughs> but yes, best costume design, Chris. What do you got? I think it's prospect. I really do. Just direction, budget, the creative energy used towards costuming. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, their set design is amazing. Yeah. No, I really, their their costuming, I think, is probably the best I've seen. Yeah, I actually had the prospect as well. Mm. I For all the same reasons. I had Ninjak as a close second. The only reason I didn't put Ninjak above it is because it's not wholly original work as far as the, the design. Okay. I just think the implementation was really well done in Ninjak. But yes, prospect definitely uh, definitely takes it. Mm. So I have, <laughs> I have two more awards that are not traditional awards. I have the Bait and Switch Award. What do you think I have for the Bait and Switch Award? Who do you think I've given that to? Seven Guardians of the Tomb. <laughs> no, that movie didn't bait and switch me. You bait and switched me on that one. <laughs> Maybe watch a giant spider movie. 
But if I had read the description of the movie, I would have known what I was getting into. So, no. Uh, okay. No. The bait and switch award goes to Prometheus Trap. Because if you recall, the cover of the movie, the description, all of it, it's oh, yeah, all yeah, just, yeah. hey guys, we're Prometheus, I promise. Not... <laughs> we're Prometheus, like from the aliens related. Yeah, that, yes, that, that one. We're Prometheus. We're going to take the same colors. I think there's people on the cover that aren't in, even in the movie. There's background on the cover yeah. of the movie and the artwork that isn't in the movie. It's, I'm not faulting the filmmakers for this because they could have easily sold the distribution rights, probably did. But yes, my bait and switch award goes to Prometheus Trap. Okay. I'm going to flip it on you. Okay. Okay. My bait and switch award actually goes to the Snyder Cut. Oh, really? Because I, I'm a man of very few expectations. I, I really am. Like, I, when and when I say that, that really only targets entertainment media, whether it's music, movies, television shows, books. I just uh, I anticipate nothing. But there was so much hype around the Snyder Cut. That I was just I was just waiting for it to be bad. I really was. Like the entire time we were getting like you were like, Yeah, man, watch the Snyder Cut. And I'm just like, Yeah. Like, just... <laughs> uh, so no. it's the one movie you expect to be disappointed in. Yeah. And I was not disappointed in any way. I enjoyed every second of it, and I would recommend it to anyone who wants to watch a movie that's four hours. <laughs> it is kind of broken up into six parts, so feel free to feel free to, to break it up. Are my last award before I got some stats to share, some facts, if Ooh, you will, facts. is uh, most titles for a single movie. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Obvious. There's this is a this isn't even a subjective <laughs> award. It should go in the stats, but I just I love it tickled me so, so I put it here. Okay. What what you what you, what you winning? <laughs> Io, <laughs> also known as Io, Last on Earth. Also known as Destination Io. Yeah, I even think the name for that episode is what three. Yeah, three titles, one one movie, no plot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, runner up to that's Iron Mask. Yeah, because um, okay. I think it has. I think it also <laughs> has three different ones, but that's more regional issues because yeah. it's a sequel, but the original is not. It's called something else, and blah blah blah. Well, Io, we actually have screenshots saved of it being called three different things on Netflix. Yeah. I we should winner. find those screenshots and throw them out on social media. <laughs> it's wow. Yeah, uh, I I don't know who's in charge of doing the blurbs and the uh, the the titling for movies at Netflix. But if you're listening, random Netflix executive, Anthony and I will do a better job of whoever it is that's doing it. I I have no experience in the film industry, but I, you know what I can do? Look at things and copy and paste them. That's what I can do. So yes, yes. Feel free to Control hire me. C. Control V. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, I have some facts to share with you. I'm ready for the facts. I've given some of them away already. Um, we've given away some of them already. Uh, we have 82 episodes, Chris. This will be 83, this one. Wrapping up year one. What I'm calling year one and now forcing you to call year one because I'm putting it on <laughs> wax. Why one? Yep. Yeah. 49 movies, 22 television shows. Our most watched streaming service is obviously Netflix. Mana. I think that's, I, I did this not even, a, I didn't even have to look at the stats. I did, but I didn't have to. I knew that's what it was. Our most watched actor you already mentioned is Nicola Posner. Counting Mythica as one entry instead of three, because we watched three movies, she's still our most watched actor. 
or actress, I guess, with Mythica, Five? Age of the Living Dead, Ninjak, and Angels Fallen. Okay. Anthony Mackie comes in second with Outside the Wire, IO, and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was close. So close. Then a bunch of people we saw just twice. Yeah, I guess Duke Duke Johnson, right? That's his name? Fame? Yes. Yeah. And he was in Cyborg X. There's a bunch, there's like three or four people in Cyborg X that were also in the Mythica movies. We saw two different Nicholas movies with Nicolas Cage, uh, two different movies with Frank Grillo in them. Rachel Nichols was in two different films. There was the guy from The Order who was also in The Recall. Kyle. Yeah. Yes, Kyle. Who I, did, who Both, I didn't even recognize. <laughs> Great <no>. job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, our least watched streaming service is a three-way tie between okay, Hulu, uh, which we watched one thing on, boss level, IMDb TV, which we watched one thing, and what was what was on IMDb TV? Guardians. Yes. And then Plex, which is where we watched Cyborg X. And then, of course, our most watched and most beloved director was Mr. <laughs> John Suits with three in- different films. Almost four, if I remember right. Almost four. Almost, yeah. Um, so 3022, Pandemic, and Breach. Yeah. I, I came up with this stat. We're recording this, of course, ahead of time. So at this point, as we're recording, we still have three episodes to edit. The last three episodes y'all would have listened to before listening to this have not been edited yet. So I don't know the lengths of those episodes. So excluding three of the 82 episodes, excluding Boss Level, Jiu-Jitsu, and Guardians, we have released 40 hours, 20 minutes, and 36 seconds of podcast. Wow. And I can't tell you how difficult it was to math all of that because there was no easy way of adding it up without looking at every single file, which I did. 40 hours. So once, and I'll go ahead and uh, probably put out on Twitter what our official number is. If you just want to follow us there at Sci-Fi Wise Guys. Second plug for the social media. Got two in this time. Uh, I'll put out the total number, but it was over 40 hours of content in year one. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what, the, what year two uh, has. I think we've got July pretty much decided on what we're going to watch. Oh, do you want to go ahead and make some announcements, Chris? I was going to say, if it's all right with you. Um, so we, we discussed a movie in our third episode, Code 8. It's come up more time since, yes. <laughs> but the FP, which is the most independent film I think we've like we watched before we started watching things specifically for the podcast, the FP is one man's dream. One glorious, just amazing man. And I'm not exaggerating. I want everyone to understand I'm being absolutely serious when I say this. It's literally one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yes. Everything about it is amazing. Yes. The music, the story, the acting, the action sequences, everything about it is great. There's two, and there is a third one. He, he, uh, the man we're talking about, Jason Trost, Jatro, he uh, recently tweeted that the third one is 97% done. Yes. So very, very close. We might watch all three in the month of July if it's released in July. If not, we'll still watch the first two. Yes. And he has two superhero movies, uh, All Superheroes Must Die, one and two, which we will also be watching in July. Special shout out to Jatro. Yes, J. Cho July, coming in a few weeks. For anyone out there, I, I wasn't kidding when I said I made my future wife watch it. She's like, why are we going to watch this movie? And I told her, if you can watch this and understand how important this movie is, we can continue with our relationship. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding when I said that. I, I really, really did. I was like, this movie is that important to me. Like, you have to know these are the things that I like. This is this is what I'm into. And she watched it and she was like, that was pretty fun. Wow. She's yeah. a good liar. And good I, for her. I'm glad she did. I like her. <laughs> no, it's a fantastic film. I can't wait to rewatch it. We're both vaccinated and the lifting of things. Hopefully we can watch it together for the first time mm-hmm. in some years. So that'd be great. Well, I want to give some shout outs, some appreciation, if you will. I want to give a shout out to SilvermanSound.com for giving us all of our royalty-free music for most of this past year. I think we we ended up buying some music and some different things, but definitely check him out. Lots of different tracks. You'll notice him in the credits for a lot of our episodes. Really, really good. That's SilvermanSound.com. Out of all of the royalty-free stuff we looked at, I think that was definitely the treasure trove. That was the good that was the good stuff. The biggest shout out I have to give has to be to our biggest supporter, our biggest Patreon supporter. She's been on the podcast, both as a guest host and just a guest bit, constantly emailing and giving suggestions and that type of thing. That's got to be Kat. Woo! Yes. Thank you, Kat, for your money and your time. We appreciate it. I have a couple shout outs. I'd like to shout out to my wife for indulging me on said endeavor supporting me in everything that I do. I'd also like to give a shout out to my dog, Dax, for constantly shaking whenever I'm about to say something. You can hear a collar ringing in the background. I'd also like to give a shout out to my cat, Janeway, for stressing me out for a month straight because she almost died. Thank you for that. Yes, thanks. <laughs> yeah, because I because there wasn't enough I had to worry about in 2020. Thank you. But for real, the biggest shout out that I can give is to the listeners. It's no joke. The only way a podcast grows is because people listen to it. We can pay for advertising. We can post on social media. I can bombard my friends with just asking them to listen to it, like and subscribe, whatever. But unless someone actually does it, it doesn't mean anything. So for everyone who's listened, for everyone who's streamed, for everyone who's downloaded, for anyone who's supported, just want to say thanks. What's really cool is I was inspired to make a podcast by other podcasters. And I can tell you, Anthony, that we have inspired a listener to make a podcast. Oh, I yes. did not know that. That was not a it's, that was not a fake exclamation. What? Uh, it's, who it's did a, we? It's uh, Jim. Is it Jim? It's Jim. Thanks, um, Jim. I don't know what it is yet. He he bought a microphone. He sent me pictures and he said, "This is the microphone I got. And I'm going to start recording." And I asked him what he was going to pot about. He didn't really reply. So that's cool. Is it just reacting to sci-fi wise guys and their bullcrap ideas? <laughs> I also want to give. <laughs> Another shout out, MR. Thank you, MR, for being the first person to ever email us and suggest to us some movies. He suggested The Circle, yes. which I don't think it won any awards on our retrospective. It barely but missed some of them, yeah. A very underrated science fiction movie. At the time, I think I called it the most science fiction thing that we had watched. And I stand by what I said when I said it at the time that I said it. But I also want to give a shout out to Netflix. Uh, for just pumping out content for us to watch. Yes, thank you, Netflix. Pay us. Thank you, Netflix. You're great. Pay us. Thank you, Kel, for letting me use your Disney Plus account. (laughs) Appreciate that. Thank you, Chris, for letting me use your what's now called Paramount Plus account. Appreciate it. (laughs) Again, uh, if you liked what you heard, please head on over to your podcasting platform of choice. Uh, You can reach out to us on any social media platform that I mean, except for TikTok. I'm not ready to TikTok yet, but uh, sci-fi wise guys on everything else. And if you want to give up your anonymity, you can head on over to facebook.com and join the sci-fi wise guys podcast group. 
If you really, really liked what you heard, you got to go the extra mile. You've already liked, you've already shared, you've already subscribed, you've already reviewed. You can head on over to patreon.com forward slash sci-fi wise guys, become a patron. You get access to episodes early, exclusive member content like the remaster of 3022. I actually eagerly anticipate listening to that. I really do. (laughs) Nice. You want to B-roll us out of here? Most of all, remember to stay safe, stay hydrated, and know that you are loved by the hosts and the community of this podcast. Thanks for a year. Thanks, guys. My first question about you on the podcast, I said, I'm open to new things. I said, do you have an idea? You asked me about a mics, blah, blah, blah. And I said, quote, how drunk are we on this podcast? <laughs> and the answer has been not very drunk. Not not very drunk at all. There are some there occasions. There are some occasions, but we don't really, I mean, I like that we keep it kind of PG. Like so many podcasts out there that are, you know, uncensored, if you will. So we try to cater to the largest audience possible. Yes, because I want your money. In our niche.